Hey everybody, welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley and I'm super excited for this week's show. We continue our years-long Bond series. Uh, today we're talking about Die Another Day, the 20th entry in the long-running James Bond franchise. So I am joined for this very special James Bond podcast, as always by award-winning filmmaker Mike Pomero. Hi, Mike. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How's things going with your film? Um, well, thank you. Good. It's um, in some upcoming festivals, and it's more than I could have ever asked for. It's very, very cool. Thank you. In case you guys don't know, we've talked about it on a few podcasts, but Mike made a short film that is having a great deal of success, and uh, we're all very proud of him. Thank you very much. Yes, it's awesome. Uh, are you excited to talk about Die Another Day? No, it, and... <laughs> You you gave me options. You said you asked if I wanted to do a Bond podcast. Yeah. And you said die another day or yeah. we could do Roger Moore. Yeah. And I said I, I didn't give you good options. No, but you gave me options. So which of these bad choices do you want? I said die another day. I think it could be fun to talk about. Um therefore I think this should be the last decision I am ever allowed <laughs> to make. Uh, I mean it might be fun to talk about, but it might be fun. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, before we talk about Die Another Day, have you uh, seen anything good lately? I have. I've seen a lot of stuff lately. Let's see. Where do I want to go? I saw... Okay. I got the Bergman box set. Ooh. Um, I heard... The films of Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> if... Of the all the big... Okay. If there was a uh, Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. of foreign filmmakers... All right. Let's see. Fellini... Kurosawa, Bergman, right? Who would the fourth one be? The fourth one would be... Truffaut? Uh, Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, but of that Mount Rushmore, Bergman was the one I always thought, and unfairly, but I I sort of stayed away from him until recently, because I just thought like when foreign films, artsy films, both are... Parodied. I always felt like they were parodying Bergman, and I Basically, didn't know. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think I put that wall between myself and his movies. Uh, but I heard Bill Hader on the Movies That Made Me podcast, yeah. and he brought up Virgin Spring as being one of his favorite films, yeah. and it was it's on Criterion Channel. Right. So I watched it one night and was pretty blown away, Okay. and it sent me down a rabbit hole. Where I watched, um, then I heard Elric on, I think, Pure Cinema bring up Hour of the Wolf. Okay. Which we saw. Yeah, they showed that at a massacre. Yes, there? at a massacre. I don't remember it. I don't either. I, You know what I remember? I remember having to leave to pay for parking oh. before it ended and not being happy about that. That's the way. But that's my. You're supposed to see that movie. <laughs> right, right. That's my memory of it. <laughs> and I think Elric said it was a big influence on David Lynch, and boy, is it ever. I rewatched, I watched that again. Okay. Um. And it's terrific. And that just sent me down a rabbit hole. Wild Strawberries, Seventh Seal, Persona. You've watched um, all of them? Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, and then, and then yeah, I got the box set and it started in like Criterion has them in the order. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's as if they're programming their own Bergman Film Festival. Okay. So it's like each, um, I mean, you watch them in any order you'd like, but, but they have a, a specific order and different themes for that order. So I, just started. They didn't just go chronological. No, they did not. That's fascinating. Yes, and I w- and I struggled with this because <laughs> I really wanted to go chronological. Um, but the first few are actually they actually might be um, his early films. 
or like his earliest films in the in the set. But um, he's guys. I'm here to. I know you tune in for us to champion the. Hold on, let me the sound alarm. the hot take alarm. <laughs> Bergman's pretty good. What this this reminds me of Adam Thoss years ago. Would would be all over me about David Bowie. That I did nothing against David Bowie, but he's like, man, he's he's really great. I'm like, yeah, sure, right, fine. And then a couple years ago, maybe, oh, maybe a little longer now. But I spent like one weekend. I think I had but Bowie's greatest hits, and I listened to it one weekend. I called Adam up and was like, dude, have you heard David Bowie, man? He's have you heard David Bowie. <laughs> right. So this is Holy my shit, you guys. This is my have you heard David Bowie <laughs> for this podcast? Like it's it's terrific. Um. I'm I'm deficient in Bergman. We own a bunch of we don't have the box set. We're not that uh, well, fancy, but we do own a bunch of his movies. It was that Barnes and Noble sure sale. Yeah, but we do own a bunch of his movies, and I haven't watched a lot of them. So there's a bunch that I, we need to go through still. But yeah, and there's a, like I said, there's a bunch on the Criterion channel. Where should I well. start? I don't know. I mean, I started with I don't know if this is the answer. Virgin Spring. And okay, it's, I've never seen Virgin Spring, so terrific. Yeah, it's very good. All right. Uh, I watched, I texted you, and I almost don't want to bring this up because I feel like I forgot about it already, but I watched Hellboy. Oh, the, the new, new Hellboy. Yeah, that so was good. super disappointed. Let's go from Bergman to the <laughs> new Hellboy. That's I was, how we do on this show. I, being a Del Toro fan, I, of course, wanted that third movie out of him, but I wasn't rooting for this one to fail at all. I love Neil Marshall. Thought David Harbour kind of a, would be a cool Hellboy. Um, yeah, I really wanted it to work, and it it does not. Almost from the first five minutes. Yeah, the first five yeah. minutes feel like uh, that was a late edition. Right. Um, you know, somebody saw a cut of it and said, "Oh, the okay. audiences are going to be confused, so you need to explain." Was it uh, particularly gory? I don't know. I, I, nothing I that sticks a, out. I watched it on a plane. Okay. And supposedly it was uncut. But then it wasn't very gory, and I remember people talking about it being gory. So I wondered if the version I saw there's, did have some stuff cut there's out. There's a lot. My my wife Christy brought up uh, mentioned often how how often people are decapitated. There's a lot of heads being. I already cut don't off. remember that happening. Okay. So maybe That's I saw an I edited remember. version, which means do I need to see Hellboy again just to be fair oh. to the movie? <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to. That's <laughs> up to you. Uh, it's just. Uh, yeah, I was really disappointed. Yeah. But on a brighter note, my maybe the most fun I've had this past week was my seven-year-old daughter, much like your daughter, mm-hmm. is very into scary things and scary movies. And at first I thought it was because my oldest daughter is not at all. She's a big, she's a big scaredy cat. Okay. So my, so my youngest daughter, Mia, just is not. So I always thought like part of it was she liked partaking in these things because her older sister couldn't handle right, it right, she right. loved like having that over her and it's something that her and i get to share but i think now she's just at a point where she genuinely likes this stuff but i feel like i'm running out of things uh to show her um because i'm still like i'm not going to show her you know friday the 13th or anything like that yet i would start with part two anyway <laughs> true <laughs> um it's better i actually watched part one this week as well i watched it like two weeks ago did you is it because you were listening to... Yep. <laughs> That's why I watched it, too. In Voorhees, we trust. <laughs> with Gorley and Rust. <laughs> a Friday the 13th podcast with Matt Gorley and Paul Rust that both of us kind of just found out about and uh, yeah. 
have been listening to yep. and inspired us to go back and listen to or watch some old Friday the 13th. And it also, you and I discussed uh, maybe one day doing for franchise podcasts, like revisiting a franchise. Yeah, and yeah. I think like this would be the one I would want to because I leading up to our franchise podcast on Friday the 13th, I always thought Friday the 13th was my favorite franchise because i remember the last time before we did the podcast <laughs> watching all those movies it was i just had the best time yeah. going through them and yeah. then watching them for the podcast for whatever reason broke me <laughs> and <laughs> and i just remember not enjoying it that much but like lately i've watched like i've watched one and two i watched six after the uh screen drafts podcast oh, did yeah. you listen to that because it took first place <laughs> over and i run elm street so i had oh. to I after hearing that I was like, I maybe I don't remember six well enough. And where are you at on six? It's fine. Yeah, that's kinda how I am with six, but I haven't watched I haven't seen it nearly as many times as I've seen like one through five. Sure. Right, right, right. For whatever reason, that's that's my grouping of the Friday the thirteenth movies and I don't yeah. go much beyond that. Every once in a while I'll throw on a six or a seven or an eight, but it's pretty rare. Yeah. I mean it's it's fine. But but I think it'd be fun to I'm having fun. Like I said, the past couple weeks watching, I've watched okay. whatever, three of them only. But um, which one, two, and three? Uh, six, one, oh, right, well, uh, six, one, and two. Okay. So I'm looking forward to three because that, is that your favorite Jason? Then three is my favorite Jason, right? But not my favorite Friday. Because not that long ago, you told me. I think you texted me that uh, your hot take that Kane Hodder was not your favorite Jason. He's not my favorite Jason. As much and, as I love Kane Hodder, and I feel like now I'm trying to pay attention to. I like the earlier versions of Jason it's better than the like kind of lumbering yeah. zombie Jason. And I'm also curious if what will be my favorite. Which movie in the series? Yes. Probably not seven is what you're saying. I don't I don't know. It I mean I know I know, be, I, know I know that this has become like a big joke. But I legit don't remember saying seven on the podcast. Because okay. when you brought it up to me afterwards, I thought you had misheard, <laughs> but apparently I did say it. But maybe it, maybe it is. I don't know. I really love two. So like, yeah, two's great. Um, Four's great. Three's fun. Five's fun. Mm-hmm. Six is good. Six is fun. Yeah. One is uneven. It is. There's some great stuff in it. There is, but then there's like a long section that's fucking boring. I, the last, I, honestly, like the last twenty minutes or so to me drag. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. But I like some of the characters in one. Yeah. One and two probably I do have too. my favorite characters. I do too. Um, so anyway, yeah. running out of things to show her. Got it. She wanted uh, Christy and my eldest daughter, Evie, were going out for the day. So it was just me and I. And she wanted to go see Scary Things. Scary uh, Stories. Sorry. That's scary okay. Stories is on the dark. Yeah. Uh, I said no. She was very upset. Wow. So because that's. But I was told. I actually reached out to Rob Cristino. Yeah. And to get his advice, and yeah. he sent me some screenshots of these. Yeah, like, he's probably he's pretty. He's cre- not wrong, but I'm just surprised. I I kept going back and forth. Um, so she was very upset. But then I thought of in the moment, Army of Darkness. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, I think Army of Darkness would be fine. It's PG yeah, thirteen, totally. uh, and that was a it's huge. R. No, it's. I think it's. It's R. It shouldn't be, but it's R. Is it really? Yeah, I could. It's fine. Well, it's totally fine. Yeah, there's no reason why it's R. Oh, I really thought. Oh, oh right. well. Anyway, yeah. There's no reason why because she she loved it. 
nice. and it was so much and now fun. She's seen her first R-rated movie, so she'll always <laughs> That's remember. Like, oh, like I wish I would have. What her first? What was your first R-rated movie? Oh, I've I feel like I we should talk about this off air because I had a very I have to mention <laughs> on here very inappropriate. I'm the youngest of seven. Oh, that's right. There's a nine and a half year difference between myself I and you're about number to say nine and a half weeks. Uh, no, <laughs> was your not first too far off. On, I, so it was Wild Orchid. You honestly, forty eight hours. Oh well, that's. I mean, I was. I was born in 1978, <laughs> and I saw 48 Hours in the theater. Oh, all right, yeah. You do the math. <laughs> That's wildly inappropriate. Um, but <laughs> I love I'm just you, Mom. Double checking that. Uh, no, I mean maybe, maybe you. It is Arya. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's okay. Um, she handled it. Yeah, she totally handled it. I literally and, put out it for my kids the other day. I was like, "Okay, kids, you get to choose." We were having a movie night, and I put it in the pile. Like new it, new it. Because they have been asking to see it. The, same here. And they turned it down. Okay. They went with Billy well, Madison. I'd be... <laughs> it's like, you fucking blew it, kids. This I'd be really... Chance. I'd be curious. I feel like... I don't know. Because you talked a little about bit it. of gore and language. You know? But it's not like there's anything that's going to scar them. It just no. might be Ooh, scary first, for them. I don't know. first 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's good. I like it. Christy and I, I threw out, as a family night, the sixth sense sure but she i should <laughs> so i was like well hold on let's watch let's watch the trailer because i really wanted to test it on evie my oldest uh by the end of the trailer she was crying oh my god she was upset because she was upset when he says i see dead people that really like upset her and it, the trailer also scared the hell out of her so okay. i was like well that's and that's rated r2 i it's not that's pg3 fucking hey what is <laughs> maybe Just i don't understand letters <laughs> I, I think that's the, Anyway, yeah, that's a PG that thirteen army okay. of darkness Actually, is an R. It's right, kind of a messed up system oh, yeah, that yeah, we yeah, have, yeah, yeah. but that's where we're at. Anyway, she loved Army of Darkness, Good. and we went to Wizard now World. Show her Ash versus Evil Dead. <laughs> right, we went to. I can show the Ashy Slashy episode with the puppet, yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, we went to Wizard World Chicago, and she got very. There was a T-shirt, um, a, the silhouette of Ash holding up his gun, and it says, "This is my boomstick," and she begging for it because oh she wants gosh. it for pjs at the very least oh my gosh so that's adorable thing we're gonna do for yeah and she calls him fancy pants because he <laughs> refers to another character as fancy <laughs> pants and she laughed so hard you, um you have cool kids <laughs> one at least <laughs> oh evie you're cool too um but yeah but now i feel like again i'm at well now i'm showing her already movie so anything is open but yeah 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 um yeah i feel like i'm at a bit of a loss again uh yeah, I can't think of. I'm trying to. Yeah, we did, you know, everything from Monster Squad to. Right. Christy thought of arachnophobia. Might yeah, be... that was in the pile with it. Okay. It was it, arachnophobia, and Billy Madison. <laughs> they went Billy Madison. They, they so they're clearly not ready for anything good. Not that Billy Madison isn't good. No, I like Billy Madison. Yeah. But um, it's my own fault for putting those three. You know, I should have gone all horror. <laughs> you should have. Did they like Billy Madison? They liked it, yeah. We uh, I showed the girls uh, Ferris Bueller this past oh, okay. week. And uh, yeah, Mia said it's one of the greatest movies she's ever seen. Oh, wow. Um, Evie liked it. Right. But yeah, Mia was way into it. What's like Evie's favorite movie? It depends on the day. She okay. went from like Sandlot to, she's a big, she loves Spider-Man Homecoming. Sure. She loves Tom Holland. So that, you know, today might be her favorite movie. Okay. Are you guys going to see him? Yeah, we are. Are you? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> sure. 
that con is is going to break us. Yeah, that's a big one, huh? It's got uh, Tom Holland will be there, um, Kit Harrington. Yeah. And what's exciting about have that? Have you met him yet? I have not. Oh. Um, but what's exciting about that is my, let's see, eighty three year old mother loves. Jon Snow loves okay. Kit Harrington, okay. so we actually talked her into. We got her a photo op. Oh, with him. that's adorable! So we're like actually super excited about yeah, that. Yeah, that's really cute. Um, two of my nieces are going. Like these are people oh my who gosh. my yeah, sister's right. going. Like wow. these are people who never go to conventions who have made fun of me for twenty two <laughs> years about it. Who now suddenly are tagging along. Um, and Chris Hemsworth's going to be there. So when yeah. I am single, come that Monday, right. it's because my wife. <laughs> Got her photo op with She's going to get her Men in Black International poster <laughs> yeah. signed. That's so great. Absolutely. Finally. Yep. So, yeah, that con's going to. Wow, yeah. There's some great games there. Huge. They have, they have. I know Brie Larson was. Brie Larson, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie, Kit Harrington. Um, Do you have to meet Gwendolyn Christie, too? No, like at some point. Like, I don't. I, a few years ago, I would have said, yeah, absolutely, because okay. I want to get everybody. But, like, I can't. They're yeah. so expensive. Yeah. Um, so I don't know she would be a last second. I would love, I would love to. Yes, okay. of course. But I don't know. Yeah. There's too much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can stop there. All right. That's it. I I felt like I talked a lot. No, uh, I mean, I there's just, well, cause we went on many tangents. We did. So I just uh, make sure there weren't other movies. Yeah, I can't that you get saw my fucking list up. So, hmm. um, yeah, that's if, if something pops in, I'll All right. gladly interrupt you. All right. Um, a lot of the stuff I've been watching has been like for other things. So like watched a movie for a column, watched two movies for an upcoming episode of Projection Booth. I rewatched World War Z and Train to Busan. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, let's. I liked one less and one more. I hope you like Train to Busan more. I did. All right, good. <laughs> I, I really like World War Z that less, movie. which I already didn't like. I still have not seen World oh, War Z. Oh, for real? I have not, no. Boy, it's not good. PG thirteen, right? PG thirteen, yeah. <laughs> Got it. You know nailed it. it. Show it to <laughs> Mia. She loves Brad Pitt. She does. Um, yeah, World War Z is like Hollywood trying to do its version of a zombie movie, mm-hmm. like uh, just on too large of a scale with too much CG and a movie star who's stranded with nothing to do. Okay, and then Train to Busan is like, oh, this is everything World War Z. Should have been okay. Like, that movie's really good. I, I'm a big fan of it. I should yeah. uh, watched it. I showed it to Christy a month or two ago. And she handled it okay. She did at the end. She's like, I can't believe a Korean zombie movie is making me cry as yeah. much as this one is. Yeah. But man, it that works. Yeah, it's it's terrific. It's a good one. Um, did Erica watch it? She did. She, she really liked yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, she and I watched the Banana Splits movie. Oh. Okay. <laughs> did you watch Banana Splits as a kid? I did not know. I did because it was still on in reruns. Okay. And I used to like it because I just liked anything where it was like people in suits or puppets or like anything that was like that. So I was into Banana Splits. Uh, the movie seems like they wanted to make a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I still don't understand what didn't what is, have the rights. What is Five oh, so Nights at my Freddy? understanding. From the explanation of my 10-year-old son, Charlie, okay. is that Five Nights at Freddy's is like a video game okay. where you're at like a Chuck E. Cheese type restaurant 
and the robot. So it, it's like Westworld. The robots go haywire. Oh, that's already more than I got. Try to kill you, Evie. Just said it's a video game, and that's all she knew. Okay, that's my understanding. It's like so, it's it's like right. a like a Chuck E. Cheese Westworld situation. And so that's what they kind of did with this, where it was like you're at the taping of a children's show where it's a reality where Banana Splits is still on the air and still a popular children's show. When when was this? What year? Is oh, it, it just came out like last week. This oh. came out last week. Okay. Yeah. Like on, it went like straight to VOD and DVD. Oh. So the okay. day it came out, I was at that red box <laughs> checking out the Banana Splits movie because I was very curious because it's a horror movie. Okay. Um, the Banana Splits are robots, even though they're so clearly people in suits, like doing robot movements, which is, it doesn't work, okay. um, that then become homicidal and kill the, you know, six people who stayed behind after the taping because the this movie's low budget is everywhere. You're just <laughs> like, oh, yes, we can afford a cast of six. Um, some of the gore is pretty inspired and it's a fascinating experiment it didn't work for me i saw some reactions online of people who were really pleasantly surprised by it uh and have really thought it was fun i it didn't work for me really at all but i was happy to have seen it okay you know i don't know and then you got it from redbox i got it from redbox okay yeah yeah um what else? I actually thought of something. What? Well, yeah. Did you ever see The Adventures of Pinocchio, the JTT? No. Oh. Not the same as Pinocchio's Revenge. No. no. The scariest movie you've ever no. seen. Okay. Because uh, Christy, myself, uh, our friend Nancy, Adam, Thos, and Nancy's sister were going to see How Did This Get Made? Oh, cool. On Saturday, and nice. they're doing The Adventures of Pinocchio. That's at the Chicago Theater, right? Yeah. That's amazing. They're doing two shows, uh, that and the second show, which we are not going to, is Space Jam. So okay. we, we got Adventures of Pinocchio. Okay. And it's it's not good. But I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm curious if anybody... Well, I didn't watch it as a... Well, it came out in 96, so I was yeah, older. too old for it. Yeah. But I'm curious if like, kids... you were already watching like, really hardcore shit by then, because you started with 48 hours. <laughs> so I regret saying that. Um... <laughs> So I'm curious if like kids enjoyed it because as we we were watching it the other day, um, it's it's not good, and it. But I it, the whole time I'm watching like I can't imagine kids and like I as a child I had no taste I liked everything, but even as a kid I could not imagine enjoy, enjoying that movie. I don't know maybe I'm wrong. If if I'm wrong, if somebody digs it. Put in the comments because I'm just I'm not no I'm not judging I'm just I'm very curious because it seems like surely there are people who like it but it's a I'm movie sure. that I don't think made any money just and joy it was like a joyless no cultural imprint right you never hear people talking about it so mm-hmm. no all right I'm sorry I was just wondering if you if ever... you asked me hey did Jonathan Taylor Thomas ever make a Pinocchio movie I honestly would have said I don't think so <laughs> uh, I can't nope. remember that happening sure did. Martin Landau is Geppetto wow uh, star studded yeah. I, I, I didn't enjoy it, but no, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. <laughs> uh, we watched I Trapped the Devil. Okay. Which came out earlier this year from IFC Midnight and is streaming now on Hulu. Uh, AJ Bowen is in it. I'm not familiar with the other two actors. It's basically a three-person drama. Um, I like AJ Bowen. A man and his wife 
show up at the the man's brother's house. And the brother has someone locked in his cellar, basically, who he says is the devil. And, okay, what do we do now? Is he crazy? What if this guy really is the devil? What do we do? So it's it's a short movie. It's like 80 minutes. And it's it plays a lot like a Twilight Zone episode, just the sort of moral quandary of yeah. what do we do. Um, it's really well done. It's really quiet. There's not a ton of dialogue, which I thought was interesting. Um, the Where it goes is maybe not as satisfying as I might have liked. But the getting there is very well done, and I think it's well worth anybody's 80 minutes. Great. Yeah. You had me at 80 minutes. Yeah, I right? Love <laughs> that. Well, because Bergman movies are like Fanny and Alexander, <laughs> seven hours long. <laughs> but there's, but a lot of them are not. Like, because I, I thought, yes, a lot of them, I, you know, like scenes from a marriage, although that was right. like a, for TV. TV. Right. Um, See, I know stuff. You do. But but I, I thought the same thing, and when I saw like the runtime for again like Persona, Virgin Spring, and yeah. they're all like ninety minutes. A Persona is in my head. Persona I, was a long one. Ah, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Listen, listen, I'm getting everything wrong. You're today, the so. expert. <laughs> you would know. You're the Bergman guy on the site. <laughs> oh God, am I the Bergman guy now <laughs> on the site? You have become oh, all right the Bergman guy. Any Bergman or David Bowie questions? <laughs> send them my way. Um, I, I mean, I have some other stuff, but I don't, we okay. watched a couple old movies that there's this weird trend. One was called hold your man with, um, Gene Harlow and Clark Gable. And one was called for me and my gal. It's Gene Kelly's first movie. It's oh. Gene Kelly and Judy Garland. And both start out as these like charming romantic comedies and then both turn into like melodrama in the second half. And it was like, what the hell happened in the movie I was enjoying? <laughs> so whatever. Well, I'm not going to. Did you watch them on a plane? Because it might be a different cut. <laughs> they cut out all the, all the decapitation. Yeah. Um, let's get to die another day. Mostly because sure. we have to. Because it's the name of this episode. And it's what we said we were going to talk about. Um, I have long maintained that this is my least favorite Bond movie. I have as well. Rewatching it, it might still be, but it also might not be. I agree. I felt rewatching it, I didn't like it. No, me either. Um, but it felt so generic to me, to the point where like I couldn't get worked up either way. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I couldn't. Is it, it that just... much worse than like a bad Roger Moore? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. See, a bad Roger Moore. Um has like a kind of like kitsch value where it's like, Oh, I can enjoy the bad, um, green screen mm-hmm. or like the opening of like the spy who loved me. Right. The ridiculous, like mm-hmm. doubling of the skiing. Yes. And it's like, we cut to him in front of a rear projection screen <laughs> pretending to ski. Right. And then we cut to a wide shot of a much more nimble stunt <laughs> double. <laughs> able to actually ski down younger a hill. perhaps <laughs> perhaps younger um and it's charming you know yeah, it's like 100%. i don't get annoyed i don't get disgusted by it i'm like oh look at that that's adorable oh bond i love you and then in this movie when it's like awful cg yeah I'm there's like, some bad oh, cg fuck this this right. looks like garbage right there's some bad cg too there's so much bad cg uh which apparently they were i skimmed the IMDb, IMDb trivia, and uh, that they made mention of that. That I think Pierce was not 
Pierce was not a fan. Roger Moore came out as not a fan of this one, and they cited the CG as being one of the... Roger Moore had to go on the record. (laughs) I thought that was strange. Um, But yeah. It's the first Bond movie that didn't get my dick hard. (laughs) Um, What bummed me out watching it this time was... And I don't think I've seen it since the theater. But this... It's probably like my fourth time. Is it really? <laughs> I don't know. Why I don't think I've, I've seen, seen it, it since. Well, no, I would have. No, I've seen it since the theater because I did a big rewatch since okay. then. But, okay. but anyway, um, I feel like before this podcast, I Pierce Brosnan was the first Bond I think I saw in a theater. Uh, yeah, he had to have been. Um, so the other ones were like PG thirteen. <laughs> parents were like, "We're not going to bother with that pussy shit," right? You'll see Beverly Hills Cop um, in a theater that I saw. Uh, Find a theater playing Angel Heart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he he just, I always really liked Pierce Brosnan. He sort of held a special place in my heart. But like rewatching these movies, he has turned into maybe, I don't say my least favorite, but he's down there. And it it bums me out a little bit. Like I used to. What is it, do you think, that's... I think souring you and it's not I don't think it's completely his fault because he it's so much of it to me is the material he's given in the lines he has to say (laughs) um and I just like this movie specifically it felt like he was uh bored um he seemed he seems grouchy yeah like he's just in this movie he's tired yeah (laughs) like he doesn't totally want to be there no which isn't the case, right? Because he was all primed to do yeah. another Bond movie yep. and was sort of and, and taken I, aback when they recast him. Right. I guess he went to them, to the Broccoli's, and said, uh, we need to ground this more and you know start over, mm-hmm. basically. So, yeah. Like, he was, they're like, great idea, Pierce. <laughs> Wait right here. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to make a phone call. We're going to call that guy from Road to Perdition. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, your favorite movie? It, it's one of them. Yes, yeah. I know you love it. Sam Mendes is a genius. <laughs> that guy can direct uh, anything. We might get to that one day. Road to Perdition? No, Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes. Oh, we kind of have, haven't we? Because we did Spectre, didn't we? And we oh, just yeah. when it came okay. out. Yeah, we did. We yeah. did. We did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I thought that was JB. He did Skyfall. He did Skyfall. Because right. that was before we started our Bond series. That's right. But then we did Spectre, which was You're right. super good. Spectre <laughs> might I might like Spectre less than Die Another Day. I'm not sure. I did. That I know I've only seen once. Yeah, me too. That'd be an, it might be an interesting podcast, but last time I said that do we wound up here. <laughs> do we have to do a rewatch of all the Bonds leading up to No Time to Die? Oh I f- yeah, right. I what do you like think of the title? To... No time to die. It's fine. I don't know. I'm like I try not to get too worked up. Either way, <laughs> no time to die. It's like a big deal it's when they fine. reveal these titles. It is, but it's always just like I guess that sounds like a Bond title. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's pretty similar to Die Another Day. What was the like working? Oh, was there title? a working? Title? Or I don't know if it's the working title, but there was Shatterhand. Shatterhand. I don't remember like what that it was. Is probably worse than No Time to Die. Oh, for sure is. <laughs> Because I think Matt Singer was upset that it, <laughs> when it they might like, be Shatterhand. No, that it was like oh. when, when this one was announced. He's like R.I.P. Shatterhand. I think it was Shatterhand. Um, but yeah, he just seems sort of bored. 
in this one and um yeah i mean it's a lot, a lot, a lot of the same things that just you know my personal preference i don't i don't dig the this movie with the one-liners. There's one part oh. when he... <laughs> oh, the one-liners in this movie. When Bond gets out of the car uh, at the ice... I think it's the first time he's at the ice palace. And the guy opens the car and the guy says, I'm Mr. Kill. And, oh, and Bond says, like, well, that's a name to die for. And and that's it. Like, it just... It was like yeah. Neil Purvis and... Uh, forgive me, I can't remember Robert the other... Wade. Yeah, we're like... We gotta get this in there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's they're shoehorning. There's so many of those, and Bond isn't the only one who speaks. Because then A you jinx. add Jinx, who also only speaks in these one-liners, yeah. and then you have other characters who exist only to set up yeah. one-liners. I'm Mister Kill, right? But- <laughs> exactly. But if you have the subtitles on, as I did, it's K I L. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did as well. So, <laughs> it's- so it's sort too. of again. <laughs> <laughs> Die for. Uh, may, one of my least favorites um, was uh, the opening chase sequence, which is decent uh, on the hover crafts, oh, yeah, right? Sure. And he jumps up and he grabs the rope and he's swinging and the bell is ringing. And oh. Save my bell. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. what? I don't... Who's that too? There's not even anyone around. <laughs> right. Oh, that's what gets me. It's like he is so impressed with himself. At least when Roger Moore does it, he's like letting another person know he wants to fuck them. <laughs> right. Exactly. There's some underage girl <laughs> right, just nearby that he's hitting on in a gross way. <laughs> yep. Pierce Brosnan is just throwing one-liners out into the abyss. He's workshopping. <laughs> he's, you know he's going to try it later. <laughs> He's just so cat. Like, I if I had that's a name to die for, like in my brain, like ready to use. Yeah. The second somebody said my name is Mister Kill, I think I would trip over myself. Forget it. I would fuck that up. So now that I think about it, super impressive. They have John Cleese say like, "You should be able to shoot through that in an hour," and by shoot through, he means read. Yeah. No one ever no. says that. No one ever says you should be able to shoot through that. You can't just make up new expressions in order to set up one-liners. You should be able right? to shoot through that like a machine gun through a book. Right. To which, of course, he shoots with his invisible car and then says, That only took a few seconds. Oh, man. Woo. Did I eat some turkey? <laughs> Did I did I have a turkey sandwich for lunch? <laughs> I don't know. He's Irish, right? Hi, hi, did I eat some turkey? I don't think so. Oh, I wish I could do an Irish accent. I can't. It's not stopping That's me. Better. <laughs> it's better than what I got. By the way, I, if we haven't talked about this on previous yeah. podcasts, I like yeah. John Keese. John Cleese. Sure. In that role. Like just in general? I mean, Monty just Python, in general, I, mean, yeah. I do. But Faulty I like him in that powers. role. He's a fine replacement. He is. He, this is the only one where he gets his own movie, right? Uh, yeah. Because wasn't Desmond Llewellyn oh, still yeah, around yeah. for uh, the one we did the other um, one, the one before this? The world, the is, world not is not enough, right? That's where they're kind of both there, and he's yes. training him. And this is the one where we get John Cleese, and then and then that's it. Who shows up? Uh, is there anybody in Casino Royale? There's no cue until Skyfall. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I like Ben Wishaw as Q. I like him, yeah. 
quite I a just bit. Need him in a better movie than Spectre. Yeah, I agree. Same with Naomi Harris. Same uh, with Paddington everyone. too for a bit. Much. Oh sure, Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. He's got the best voice. But That's anyway, um, so they set up this Bond to be like the darker Bond because he is captured in the first few minutes of the movie, and they do nothing with that. Right? Am I that, am I asking too much? No, they set that up, and so you think that that's somehow going to factor into the plot or his character, his character. or the overall tone of the movie. But like by halfway through, we're at ice palaces in our invisible cars. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, right. What are we doing? <laughs> right. And then the invisible car turns visible almost right away. Yes. It's invisible long enough for him to get in. And then it turns visible again. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, the only other time we see it turn invisible is towards the end when uh, the... Oh, man. I should have, like, written down their names. The Diamond Face guy. No, his name is Diamond Face. Diamond Face. We've always just called him Diamond Face. (laughs) Taser Face. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, It's so funny. I recently... I got the... um, Marvel Unlimited app. This is totally off yeah. subject, and I, it's pretty awesome. There's like twenty five thousand comic books on that. Wow. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna read Guardians of the Galaxy that came out in the nineties. Like I remember reading that when they came out, and the first issue had Taserface in it. And I was laughing at myself because <laughs> of Guardians Volume Two. Anyway, glad I took the time to tell that <laughs> great story. Um, and that totally threw me off. Oh, so he uses the the invisible car. When Diamond Face is going to ram his car. Right. Do you remember that? And then he turns it invisible, gets out of the way. Right. Couldn't he have just gotten out of the way? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was, to me, it was such a waste of the invisibility. (laughs) Because as the car is coming towards him, he's coming towards him anyway. Yeah. So just pull back. And he would still go through. But instead, he turns invisible and then pulls back. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I completely I feel like understand what you're saying. What I a waste think of maybe he thinks that if the car can be seen, Diamond Face will uh, turn at the last minute, thinking there's a car there. I don't want to hit it, even though that's what he's trying. That's what he's to tr- do. trying to do. Right. Unless he did it just so Diamond Face is like, what? It <laughs> it's some Roadrunner shit. <laughs> it really is. He almost painted a giant tunnel on the side <laughs> of the invisible car. Because <laughs> Diamond Face will fall. Oh, for I forgot it. my brown paint. <laughs> Oh, I have blue. It could be an ocean. The <laughs> it's a beetle. <laughs> it could be an ocean. Look out for the walrus. Pierce Brosnan, we found it. We found the Pierce Brosnan impression, everyone. He's a tired beetle. <laughs> That's, it only took uh, three Pierce Brosnan shows, I think, for us to oh, find. What it's been it's a hard day's night. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Emphasis on the hard. Roger, (laughs) put it away. Jesus, man. (laughs) Did Uh, someone say hard? Oh, Ladies and Beasts here. (laughs) Who wants to see my penis? (laughs) Ladies and Beasts has no game whatsoever. Uh, Embarrassing. We don't have a Daniel Craig, do we? No, not yeah. at all. He just cool. hates everyone. 
Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So I thought the movie, like, yeah, maybe set up something. Inter- the movie is littered with moments where I feel like they're maybe going to set something up interesting or, mm-hmm. or comment on something. Like even the Graves, the bad right, guy. Right. Who's awful, by the way. But at- he's uh, Michael Fassbender's reflection <laughs> in a car door. <laughs> so. That is great. But at the end, when he says something like, I styled my character but my yeah. on you like um on you bond like i'm i'm arrogant i have shitty one-liners like he says all this stuff out loud right um so i was like well that's interesting that that they're 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 saying this out loud and acknowledging uh what we as an audience see of this or at least me in 2019 see of this version of bond uh do you know what i mean but they, but do yeah. nothing with that Right, the idea of like a, a a mirror reflection of Bond, we just didn't know right. it was like a funhouse mirror. Right, he has like little right. stubby legs. Right, and he's like a, a <laughs> tiny person. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching it. It's funny because you know this movie came out in two thousand two, which is bananas that it's already seventeen years old. Right. Um, that is. Because, yeah, in those 17 years, you could have seen hundreds of rated R movies <laughs> uh, starting at age four. Um, but I thought it was interesting that if they tried to pull this same shit in 2019, I think people might be upset about the idea of, like, we opened the movie with a Korean villain and then we recast oh. him with a white man yeah. for the rest of the movie. Right. Um, not that people would be like, oh, yay, the villain gets to be Korean as opposed to some other form of heroic representation, right. but at least a Korean actor is being hired and not just another white dude, right? <laughs> it's true. Just things have just changed so much. Every oh, yeah. movie I've watched lately, I've been like, oh, yeah, you couldn't make this joke. Billy Madison, there's all these jokes that I was like, oh, they wouldn't even try to make these jokes now. Right. Um, well, a lot of Bond's jokes, oh, whatever the shit he says. His, and they've know. always been gross. Well, <laughs> they have, right, but they feel more gross. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when he breaks out of uh, his captivity, where he zaps like the doctors who are trying to help him, it's totally unnecessary. Having a heart attack, and he just electrocutes them, <laughs> and then says to the one nurse, "Thanks for the kiss of life." <laughs> right. um, that's another line that I hate. Thanks for the kiss yeah. of life. Yeah. It's littered. Yes. Yes. Uh yeah. Well the 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 there's a moment between uh Miranda Frost played by Rosamund Pike who for the longest time this was what I knew her from. Like This was her first movie. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why this is what I knew her from, <laughs> but like until Gone Girl Every time she showed up in something, I was like, oh, from Bond. From uh, right. She's the fencing girl. Oh, we didn't. We have to talk about the fencing. <laughs> um, she says, oh, shit, what is it? He's been sh- sh- showing you his, what? Uh, Halle Berry says, I think I got the thrust of it. But uh, what's what's yeah. the, uh, the line that sets it up? Uh... Big Bang Theory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> telling you his Big Bang Theory. Like, what is... What? Well, that's how women talk, right? <laughs> it's just... They're reaching so hard that they're, yeah. like, pulling every muscle in their bodies <laughs> they as they try to strain for these one-liners. Um, Did they work in 2002? 
Did those? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't either. Especially when it the the scripts become just one-liner delivery systems. Like Yeah. If you have it happening every once in a while, I think it's okay. And you know, obviously Roger Moore becomes kind of known for that. Um but he was also like one of the only characters kind of doing that. He wasn't surrounded by other characters who right. also were just speaking in these one-liners. Some of them because they set up that they're doing that on purpose, like Gustav Graves. Um, some where they decide, you know, is the idea of a female James Bond progressive? It's certainly not the first time they've done that, where it's like a female agent who's similar to Bond. She's a damsel in distress in this movie, too. Yeah. Like, she, they, she, they set her up as a badass in the first few minutes, and then he just needs to rescue her for the do, rest yeah, of the movie. Yeah, they do almost nothing with her. Right. Should she have gotten she, her own spinoff as planned? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if they did, I would hope they would. There would be some some changes. No, as is <laughs> Jinx, just like this. I'd give Miranda Frost a. She was born on Friday the Thirteenth. She was Jinx. She she what? was what? <laughs> what? That's what. We, that's the best we got. Born on Friday the Thirteenth. Jinx. Is never unlucky. I mean, later in the movie, she says at one point, I told you I was a jinx. She does. And he follows it up with, like, I should tell you my relationships never last either. They're both hilarious. How do they get anything done when they should just be (laughs) laughing and laughing? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Are there set pieces that work for you? Mm, Not the... I was frustrated with with the ice car chase this time around unless i'm already forgetting it but i feel like there's no they didn't do anything with the ice i don't know how interesting it would be if like two cars are slipping and sliding the whole time but like <laughs> right. there would have been if it presented something. it might as well sure it might, have, it might as well have been on a road right uh so that does not answer your question that was just more like well, that feels like a wasted set piece. I like um, the moment where the his car flips and continues to slide. All right. Well, there you go. The There's mechanics the of him launching the ejector seat and oh, thereby okay, flipping the car back over don't make sense. Like, I don't understand <laughs> right. really how that works because he remains in the car. <laughs> right. <laughs> Theoretically, he I, should be at the bottom of... Right. He would just jet himself yeah. into the ice and <laughs> right. die. But instead, it just flips the car over, which, okay, fine. But I kind of like that little beat. It's a neat stunt, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, fine. I stand I stand corrected. There you go. There's I don't a, hate a, the chase at the opening, the hovercraft chase. No, that's fine. Um, The whole sequence where he's in that little, uh, little boat thing where they're chasing him with the giant sky laser. Mm, yeah, right. Does not work again, nope. mostly because of awful CG. What was your fencing thought? Uh, the Madonna cameo really <laughs> stops this movie very cold. Distracting. Uh, very distracting. And reminds us that uh, while I'm not positive that this is the worst Bond movie, it might still be. At least my least favorite. I know where you're going with this, and I agree. She certainly has contributed the worst Bond theme ever. I really don't like it. Christy was watching the beginning of it with me, and, and I said as much. I, I like Madonna, but it is sure. not my... No. It is not my cup of tea. No. 
um, again, were they trying to go in a different direction with the franchise? I can't really tell. I know that everybody claims that they were. Maybe this song is meant to reflect that, but uh, I think they just got bigger and dumber, and this song is a little bit more of like a kind of a dance techno song. It is. But it's really... Uh, I really don't like it. But they bounce back with one of the best Bond songs. Uh, you know my name. <laughs> yeah. Clearly you know one of the best. <laughs> I unapologetically uh, really like this What song. even are the words to... You know my name. No, to, not you, you know, know my name. name. Uh, to Die Another Day? Die, I had that on subtitle, too. Um, I can only think of Die Another Day right now. <laughs> another Day. <laughs> I don't know. I should look up the lyrics. It's like, I'm, real gonna, good. I'm gonna... I'm gonna break my oh. TV. I'm gonna <laughs> blow my head off. I'm gonna hate this movie. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna just lie for <laughs> a few moments. <laughs> just wake me when the world needs saving. Oh, Bond. Feel like I've been working eight days a week. <laughs> uh, I'm the worst. I can't get anything to load. They're not great. I like our lyrics. Yeah, it's not my favorite. Um, yeah, that moment takes me out every time. Yeah, it's insane. And it's also insane how long it goes. <laughs> right. Like, it's way more than, like, the mini driver cameo in in goldeneye yeah, right you're just like wait what why is mini driver a <laughs> russian nightclub singer and more of that by the way yeah right and then and then okay on with the movie but yep. this is like oh he has a whole conversation with her she has a name <laughs> yeah she did she gives backstory um <laughs> i don't hate the fencing scene no it's fine oh i like that it's no i don't either i like some hand-to-hand uh combat sometimes right yeah. Um, it's fine. I wish I had eight arms to fence you. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I, mean, I gotta stop. I'm just right playing through <laughs> Beatles songs now. Help. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, watching this, it does definitely feel like uh, there's a clear need for a reset. Yes. It just it it's too big. It's too unwieldy. It had just everything got away from them. It feels like. Do you remember how it did? And it was the most successful to that point. Oh wow! Not adjusted for inflation. It was the highest grossing Bond movie. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I really give them credit for hitting the reset button. Right. Because, yeah, right. You know, you fear they learn all the wrong lessons. Right. I, I guess they were still able to look at it and say, like, what is this? Right. You know, like, this is not what Bond is supposed right. to be. I don't think. It amazes me, too, that they still, like, in that scene with not Q, what do they call John Cleese? I mean, he refers to him as quartermaster. He yeah. doesn't say Q. Uh, perhaps out of respect. Um, they still get into some of the, like, Bond, you're a relic. 
This mm-hmm. is where we keep the old things. Right. And it's like, how many times can we do <laughs> this beat? Because there's more of that in the Judy Dench, Daniel Craig stuff. Oh, too. yeah. Like, how many times can we do that scene? And there's nothing that feels old school about this bond. No. There's nothing that feels. <laughs> he's driving an invisible car and has a magic glass shattering ring on. Uh, there's nothing about him that feels analog. Agreed. I agree. I, I also think, speaking to Judy Dench, that, that was. I love that they were smart enough to bring her over, um, just for what it's worth. Her scene with Bond in this one, where he's kind of saying, like, well, so now I'm useful to you again, so you're back, you know, asking yeah. me for my help. Again, almost sets up something interesting. Mm hmm. That goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because right. He just is back to being Bond. He was Bond before this scene. He's Bond after this scene. Their relationship doesn't really change. It's not really tested. Um, what did you think of Michael Madsen? Showing I was up just going to ask you that. Why, what <laughs> are we a, doing? I don't know. Why is he here? <laughs> I don't know. Why is he here? I don't know. I had completely forgot he was in it, too. Yeah, me too. And I know I know Lee Tamahori is a well-respected uh, New Zealand director. Mm-hmm. He made Once Were Warriors, which I've never seen, but I know that's like a pretty beloved New Zealand film. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's just not the right person for Bond. That could be. But I, I feel like a lot of it is, is script level issues, too. Oh, sure. Those guys seem to be coasting on a specific formula yeah. at this point. Right. Um, but he does a lot of, he makes a lot of weird, like, slow motion choices. Ooh, yes. A lot of like felt like post production. It's all post production, yeah. slow motion, and so it has its own visual style. But it is a visual style that doesn't work for me, and doesn't feel like it fits in within the larger right. universe of James Bond. Right, I agree. Um, it's weird though that like there are so many filmmakers who can't quite make the leap to Bond. Who are you thinking? Um. Well, Mark Forster, for one. Yeah, yeah. Who, you know, I just saw rewatch World War Z. It just turns out Mark Forster's just not a very good director, everyone. We haven't done Quantum yet, right? No. I think that would be an interesting episode. Sure. Because I think I like it more than most people do. Okay. I but it's well established this few years, podcast but... ruins <laughs> ruins things for me, so maybe <laughs> maybe I would hate it upon rewatching it. But, um, but anyway. Which one did Michael Apted do? Did he do Tomorrow Never Dies? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's... So, I mean, they take interesting chances sometimes yeah. on filmmakers. They Even do. Sam Mendes is not mm-hmm. the first person you'd think of. And Skyfall is, again, one of my favorites. Yeah, me Love too. it. And then Spectre is one of my least favorites. <laughs> so he's capable of doing both. <laughs> right. And then you have somebody like Martin Campbell who makes these great Bond movies. And then almost nothing yeah, else. That's, yeah. Uh, the Mask of Zorro. Oh, I like Mask of Zorro. Is really, yeah, it's it really is. solid. But I think every other Martin Campbell movie I've seen is like, oh, you should be making James Bond movies. Right. Um, <laughs> there's some Carrie Fukunaga is an interesting I'm choice. Very curious Me to too. see. I was surprised that he's made it this far <laughs> right? <laughs> for sure. He would be <laughs> off the movie already. Um, so yeah, I'm very curious to see what his movie is going to look like. It was Danny Boyle before him. Yeah. Which was, I'm so much less interested in. 
a Danny Boyle version? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I feel like, was there another name? Was Sam Mendes maybe going to do this I, one? That would surprise me after. Although, I mean, I know Spectre made a ton of money, but yeah. I feel like the <laughs> so reaction to it was, Yeah, exactly. I feel like the reaction to it was negative enough that uh, they weren't going to bring him back. Right. Yeah, you're right. Who said uh, do you want to see make a Bond movie? Oh, boy. Yeah, bring it. Tarantino talks about it. I was yeah, that's like first one pops into my head. Um, Spielberg always wanted to, right? That's why he made Indiana Indiana Jones. Jones. Right? Um, How about Edgar Wright? Oh yeah, interesting. Yes, absolutely. See an Edgar Wright Bond movie. Uh, Ryan Coogler. Oh yeah, could probably make a pretty cool Bond movie. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Fred Durst, maybe? Fred, the Durst? <laughs> the Durst. The Durst might be able to do it. Uh, I've not yet seen The Fanatic. I've heard mixed things. I know. I'm I know at least one person who really liked it, and I know a lot of other people who really don't. Um, a, the, I, I've seen the trailer, and it's... I haven't it, even seen the trailer, so... it's. I know, <laughs> I know you don't seek out trailers, but it's, I do an, not. it's an interesting one. Okay. Uh so, yeah. Um, I haven't seen like somebody like Karin Kusama do a lot of like action. Oh. I was trying to think of a female filmmaker. Yeah, who yeah. I'd like to see. It would be nice if they would oh, let Kirk a woman direct cool. Bond. Yeah, how and, cool would that be? And she's the first person I thought of. But certainly, I mean, even somebody like Ava DuVernay or somebody. You know, yep. I feel like it's the same names that get thrown around yeah, for everything. Right. So I'm sorry for not thinking bigger, everyone. But. Uh, I would like a Karen a Karen Kusama Bond movie. That's great. I'll vote for that. Uh, what else about Die Another Day? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's uh oh oh the lyrics popped up. Oh good okay. Sorry, I'm gonna wake up, dress and go. I'm gonna kiss some part of. I'm gonna keep this secret. I'm gonna close my body now. Die. I guess I'll die another day. Oh, all right. Oh, then Sig- Sigmund Freud analyze yeah. this. What <laughs> the fuck is that? Analyze this. Because again, I analyze was this. watching this and my kids were nearby and they were being loud. So I had the subtitles on. And uh, <laughs> I, must I never noticed Sigmund Freud analyze this. <laughs> and I almost turned the movie off at that point. <laughs> I got so angry at Sigmund Freud uh, analyze this. So there you go. That's um, bum, 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 bum. Oh, I just like wrote down that I laughed out loud when Cyber Graves revealed himself. Oh, at the end, like that, the way he like Graves? the way he turned his electro suit. <laughs> just the way he turned around. Yeah, it was really. Again, we have Cyber Graves in an electro suit, and this is the grounded Bond, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I like that, like, his death is pretty analog. It's literally just like, I pulled your parachute, yeah. sucker. Oh, uh, that's cool. But then his kiss-off line is, like, something about gravity. And it's like, no, this isn't gravity. <laughs> what, he's, what he's experiencing now isn't gravity. That's just pushing him out of a plane so he falls, <laughs> right. plummets to his death. Uh, he got sucked into the engine of a plane. That's not gravity doing its magic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's so heavy. <laughs> That's a song about gravity. Come on. 
<laughs> I was like, what's a Beatles song about gravity? I, know, I came good. up with She's So Heavy. Oh, I love it. No, oh, that's embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of I'm yeah, I'm kind of tapped out. It's uh, Okay. Yeah, it's not my favorite. It was pretty no. I didn't yes, again, going into it. It was always in my head as my least favorite. And like you said, it still might be, but it was just I it didn't garner much of a reaction at all so much yeah, of it, it just didn't, felt it didn't true. offend me the way right. i was expecting it to offend me same here so maybe it's not my least favorite but i don't know what my least favorite would be I like know. i would much sooner watch moonraker than this me too even though moonraker is supposedly you know terrible mm-hmm. uh we did moonraker didn't we I feel like I we think did. so. I feel like we can't even keep it straight anymore. We can't. Eventually, we're going to get to a point where it's just Bond movies. So we're just like, I don't know what to say about this movie. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I might have when it's like hit that this week for your eyes only, which is a movie I kind of like. But like, yeah. what are we going to say about for your eyes only? There's nothing <laughs> that outlandish or cartoonish right. about it. There's nothing to really grab onto. Right. Even Roger Moore is toned down in that movie. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, we should make a list, or at least I should make a list of like what we've done. Uh, like we I've... still have done probably less than half. That's insane to me. Because there's 24? Yeah, because this is going to be 25. Yeah. This one was 20, and this was the 40, 40th anniversary. Oh, yeah, I read Bond. that. Because I think day. the red carpet had all the Bonds except... Happy birthday, Bond. Hope yeah. you like crap. <laughs> all the... <laughs> The red carpet had all the Bonds, but Connery, because he was shooting uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen... I'm off playing Alan Quatermain. <laughs> um, I guess yeah. I'll die another day. <laughs> I don't know. That's don't know. good. Thanks. Um, all right. Well, what's next? Uh, I mean, we could do Quantum of Solace next if you want. Yeah, maybe. Realistically, <laughs> going by our pattern, next will be... Uh, no time to die. Because <laughs> like that, that's April, right? Yeah. If we could squeeze another one in before then, that would be great. And we should definitely make an effort to do that like around February, maybe. Okay. Um, and then we'll get to No Time to Die. But I would, I, I hope to do a whole rewatch leading up too. to No Time to Die. So I then I'll too. wonder. Then I can come up with a more definitive ranking and see where die another day. Do you think it's interesting to do a franchise podcast? Yeah. Like if if we were able to, if we did a whole rewatch, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, that might be interesting. Would it step on the toes of these individual episodes? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Uh, not necessarily. We would just have to do probably. I'm amazed that anyone likes these episodes. I I don't believe it's... that they do. <laughs> I, don't... I think it's like encouraging a child who <laughs> is that you you've nailed it okay terrible at something <laughs> that makes sense because people are so nice whenever we put yeah, these yeah, out yeah, yeah. Uh, people will reach out to me saying they enjoyed no. it and i'm like i don't think it's telling the kid who was the <laughs> worst in the school play what a great job he did i'm like, like i'm not you know i'm not adam risky right this is not <laughs> it's not the jackie brown pocket um, um yeah, okay. you i it. think if we do a whole rewatch i think we should do a definitive ranking and maybe that would be the podcast yeah yeah that's great and so we'll each have our rankings oh, I like of all 24 Bonds. And that'll be the podcast. So then after that, when you say, I can't believe you said yeah, exactly. Quantum of was your favorite. Right. And I can deny it. And it will turn right. Into but it will, it will have been recorded on yeah. a podcast that you can go back and listen to. <laughs> that I won't. Because you absolutely can go back and listen to the Friday the 13th right. podcast where you say Quantum of Solace <laughs> is your favorite Bond movie. 
I would have to hear my own voice, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for talking about no, another day with thank me. Thank you, man. It's always fun. And thank it you is. guys for listening. As always, uh, you can rate and review and subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at FThisMovie and email us at FThisMoviePodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with a very special guest that I'm very excited about, a filmmaker with a movie that uh, will will be out by the time our podcast comes out. So uh, I'm excited about that. Thank you again, Mike. Let's just let it be. Thanks for listening to FS Movie.